Hi and welcome to the Courageous Mama podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Stanameros. It's lovely to have you back with me again this week. Have you seen some of that wooden palette art around? They often say things like, in this family, we. In this family, we do grace, we do real, we make mistakes, we give second chances, that type of thing. Well, that's what this week and last week's podcast is all about. Creating a list of values or sentences that your family, whether it's big or small, agree on. A list that's unique to your crew. Last week, we talked about how to gather and enthuse them and a few questions to start them off with because initially it can be a funny thing, can't it, to sit down as a family and say, oh, let's meet, let's talk about this when it's not meal times or it's not a sort of just natural gathering place. So do pop back to last week if you haven't had a chance to listen to it because it forms the groundwork. This week, I'm going to chat about how to harness what they've talked about and put it together so that you end up with a list or a sentence even that reflects the flavour and sense of your family, something that they've all contributed to and can own together. In order to do this, it's best to have a few gatherings, maybe over a few weeks, and that enables your meetings not to be too long and it leaves them wanting more. They're going to love it. And it's because the process is as important as the outcome. They'll engage at a deeper level if it's something that you've been working on together over a little season rather than a list that you've put together quickly. So if you're a very efficient person, I would say challenge yourself and let this be a little bit of an ongoing project, not something that you just did, pop together, it's done. It's about the process that they engage with. Over a few gatherings, you'll start to notice that there are key themes coming up, words that are coming up regularly, and you'll find some common areas where children are saying the same sort of things, but perhaps in different ways. So pop that on your paper or your post-it notes or your iPad or your technology. We talked last week about how to scribble it all down and then lean into the things that seem important to them and ask them why. One of ours had a habit of always running late, so there was a good conversation about timing. And another of our children, as young as he was, hated being late. He takes after me. So we asked him how does it make him feel? So we chatted about whether to include that on the list and we put down his wording. The wording isn't important at this stage and nothing is formal yet. It's just a great space to speak about things that matter to each child. And it's helpful to have a few values of your own written down so that you can raise things as potential points. I'll be putting a list on my blog this week so that you can read that, go through it and maybe pick out a few that feel important to you. So you'll find that on thecourageousmama.com. I'll also pop some good questions up too for your discussion and I'll leave a few at the end of this podcast just to get you thinking. So once you've listened to this, maybe pop across there and have a look. And if you're a couple, you can discuss them together. Or if you're single, maybe you can just give some thought to what feels important to you so that you can know what personal values you have when you come to discussing it with your children. It really makes for interesting conversation.
You know, sometimes if you're in a couple, you can be jogging along totally unaware that you actually fit into a stereotype. We did. So when we would go out, I'd be in the car on time and my husband would be faffing around in the house. And I, like my child, hate being late. So this would frustrate me no end. And I have to confess there were occasions where I would beep the horn. He, on the other hand, was gathering umbrellas in case it rained, wellies in case it was muddy, sun cream in case it was sunny, some snacks. Yep, he's far more of a Mary Poppins than I am, but don't tell him I said that. And among the values on our sheet when we looked at it was timeliness and preparedness. It's so obvious, really. But when we saw them as values, it helped us to realise that my day was improved by being on time and his was improved by knowing that we'd covered all or most eventualities. So after that epiphany, I would go back into the house when we were going somewhere and ask him, what could I help him to gather? And eventually, we even managed to start doing that before departure time. I was upholding his value and he was upholding mine. So values, there are lots of them, as you'll see from the sheet, but some values will be about attitudes towards each other, such as kindness, generosity, honesty would fit in there too, compassion. And some will be values that are for ourselves, remembering that, of course, all behaviour affects the people around us, but they're more personal aspirations, such as integrity, work, health, fitness. I know your kids might not necessarily subscribe to fitness, but you might. And then a third category would be some that lead to discussions about how to spend time together, such as the value of fun, the value of rest, not just chilling, but actually what refreshes us individually and as a family. And then, of course, there's the otherly category, such as charity, environmentalism, you know, conservation, those sorts of things. What can we be for our neighbours? What can we be for the world around us? And as you chat about values and explain what they are, you'll see that different children gravitate quite strongly in some cases towards different ones. And you can begin to group their ideas and start to have some headings. And the heading could be one word, such as a value like kindness, or it could be a whole sentence, such as we use kind words and speak gently to each other. And one of ours that made the cut was simply, we don't shout. We preferred sentences because it captured a broader essence of what they meant, but there are no rules to what you put down. This is your unique family's reference point. It's helpful not to be too idealistic. Values are something that we practice at and we aim for. They're not a binding set of rules and benchmarks. They're more of a vision than a goal. So we're not trying to get them to make promises. We're just aspiring to a way of living that we as a group feel is a good way to live. So after you've gathered a few times and got the essence of what feels important to you all, it's time to hone it down a bit. If you're going for a list, aim for about 10 or so because more than that could get confusing and it will probably start to repeat. However, I know that some families manage to encapsulate it all in just one overarching sentence that might appeal to you more. 
Ours is just an idea, but sometimes it can be helpful to refer to something that's finished. So we ended up putting it under two headings. The first one was, in our family, we like to, dot, dot, dot. And under that heading was the way we treated each other and what we prioritised in our times together. And the second heading was, we want to be a family who, dot, dot, dot. And that was more about what we wanted to be for others, back to that sort of concept of charity or otherliness. If you chose to harness all of that into one sentence, it could just be, we help others. And then what do you do with that finished list? I know that some people like to put the list in order of importance. Ours doesn't have a ranking and that's because we were trying to really head for shared values. The idea behind it all is that we're learning to prioritise the needs of the group above any one person's individual needs. Do you know that is just about the most countercultural thing our children could learn in this era? Agreeing on upholding a value because it's important to someone else and knowing that they might uphold values because they feel important to us. That was the aim and that's why we didn't prioritise them. So I mentioned to you earlier about timekeeping and how that wasn't a high priority for one of our children. But actually what mattered to that child was that there were times and spaces in family life where our busy family was peaceful. And that mattered very little to our sharp little timekeeper. But during the process, they began to see that community is about other people's values as well as our own. And we knew that he'd be more likely to uphold it knowing that timekeeping was being addressed. It would feel counterproductive, really, if we had to choose what was more important, timeliness or respecting someone else's need for peace. So everything on ours had equal billing. One way to sort through the thoughts is to group them. Now that might involve cutting up your paper and putting the themes in similar piles or maybe doing the same with your post-it notes or if you're on tech, cutting and pasting. And you can do this together or you can do it for them depending on their age group. I would always encourage doing it together. Any part of the process they're involved in is such a learning experience for them. Not just learning a process but learning to understand each other. And then you could apply headings that capture the theme. They're great at coming up with words. They really have so many great thoughts, even when they're very small. So your next step is to begin to find a sentence together for each group, or one word if that appeals to you more and if they prefer. And when you've done that, decide whether you have enough or too many. If you've got too many, maybe you could do a bit more grouping or whittle them down, being careful, of course, not to knock anyone's priorities clean off the list. One way or another, this is a step about agreeing on the final list. You can revisit it in a year or two when they're all a little bit older and there might be things that you would add or change. So it's a for now list. We actually haven't gone back and changed ours, but I think we would all subscribe to it still. I'm just interrupting this podcast for a moment to say if you're enjoying The Courageous Mama, I think you'll love the book Parenting for Life. This is what readers have to say. This book is absolute gold dust. I bought this book to give away, but I'm keeping it. 
This book has so many helpful suggestions for the modern family, and it's helpful for our marriage too. This book is a must in every home. If I was able to buy just one book on parenting, this would be the book. Parenting for Life is available to listeners at a special rate on the Courageous Mama website and blog, thecourageousmama.com. There's a link in the show notes. I'm going to read a few examples out from other families just to give you a flavour of the different ways that you can do it. So here's one. Our family mission is to value honesty with ourselves and others, to create an environment where each of us can find support and encouragement in achieving our life's goals, respect and accept each other's unique personality and talents, promote a loving, kind and happy atmosphere, Support family endeavours that better society. Maintain patience through understanding. Always resolve conflicts with each other rather than harbouring anger. Promote the realisation of life's treasures. Another one is to love each other, to help each other, to believe in each other. So that's a bit more of a sort of punchy one. Here are some samples from another one that's got a slightly different way of doing it. They've done it more as a we. Our family is happy and has fun together. We all feel secure and a sense of belonging. We support each other fully in our seen and unseen potential. Big words there. We show unconditional love in our family and inspiration for each other. We discuss and discover all aspects of life. And of course, for families of faith, of which there are many, and we're included in that, uh, here's one. We're a family where we can continually grow in mental, physical, social, emotional and spiritual ways. So whatever feels important to you, you can get into those sentences and agree among your family. So once you've worked out what your statement says, and you don't even have to call it a mission statement, you can just call it your values, your preferences, your gathered thoughts, whatever it is. But once you've done that, here's the next creative part. And I always think this is the fun part. What are you going to do with it? You could keep it in a drawer or in a file on your computer, but you could also find a way to display it and a room to do that in. Ours is on the fridge. It's just typed out neatly. It's quite small. It's behind one of those fridge magnet frames. I don't suppose anyone who comes to our house ever notices it. There are other ways that you could do it more creatively that reflects you all. Maybe your kids would choose to write sentences up and use all the colouring pens. Or they might prefer for you to do that. Or perhaps you do just prefer the typed list. I know if I had my time again, I'd do it slightly differently. I love palette painting. So if I'd have thought about that back then, that's what I'd have done. And if you like that idea, go onto Pinterest and put in family mission statement and you'll see what other people have done with that. And if you're thinking, oh, I like that idea, but I wouldn't have a clue how to go about it. It's actually really easy. So I'm going to pop some pictures up on my blog this week. That's thecourageousmama.com. And you can find some photos that, and you'll easily see at a glance how you can palette paint and actually come up with a really great product. My, one of my children started palette painting at the age of eight, so anyone can do it. And how do you get palettes? Go down to your local trading estate and ask somebody there if you can take one or two. They're usually quite generous with them. So how do we put our mission statement into practice? Well, we do need to be careful here. It's not something that you want them to end up hating 
because it gets held up as the honourable benchmark in their not-so-fine moments. It's more of a moral code, something that helps you with the big and small decisions, something to refer to when you're challenged, something to ask yourself from time to time. Am I upholding that? Does my behaviour, does my tone, does my volume, does my attitude line up with our family values? One of ours, for example, is be interested in each other's interests and issues. And it's something I've really encouraged them to do over the years. And especially after the oldest ones started leaving home. But I did need to be intentional. A lot of the issues come vertically, don't they? Child to adult and adult, you know, chatting with child. But actually getting that horizontal, getting them to go and share their stuff with each other is something that we can start when they're small. You know, you can say, oh, Ben, Susie had a really tough day today. Why don't you go and see if she wants to chat about that? Or why don't you go and give her a hug? And just get them mentally realising that actually we're all a group. It's not just about telling mum and dad everything. We can share with each other. So over a decade on, it gives me no end of joy to know that they're supporting each other through tricky times or decisions, calling each other and taking an interest in each other's victories and disappointments. They signed up for that over 10 years ago and it's bearing fruit today. Don't get me wrong, we've had epic fails as well. Life's a journey. I love the word practicing. It gives us grace when we know we're off course rather than that horrible sense of failure. The process of creating your mission statement together will have an effect on your kids and on you. It will help them to own the values. That's why the process is as important as the outcome. It's not just a product to put on show, even though it might be beautiful to put on show. It's a collection of your unique family's core values. And so no two will be the same. It's like a roadmap. There will be detours and weather patterns that throw you off route, but there's a general agreement about where you're headed. So here are some questions to get you thinking. And of course, I'll pop some on the blog this week too. What kind of feeling do we want to have in our home? What kind of a home would you like to invite your friends to? What do we want to be remembered by? I love that question. It's a big question, isn't it? What kind of relationships do we want to have with one another? What things are truly important to us as a family? What are our responsibilities as family members? What gifts and abilities do we see in one another? That sparks a fabulous conversation and can be so affirming for them as their siblings are calling out their giftings. Sometimes we don't know we've got them till someone else points them out. They're just kind of who we are. But it's great to start recognising those things. Here's another one. What are our family's goals? And for families of faith, as I mentioned earlier, such as ours, what does growing in faith together look like in our family? Here's another one. How do we respect different races and cultures? What legacy do we want to leave? What do we want other people to say about our family? And I'm just going to add on a few values, those one word values that you can just chat about with your family, particularly with the little ones, if the words feel big. You can talk about what they mean and what they could look like in a family setting. Dependability. 
reliability, loyalty, commitment, fun, open-mindedness, consistency, honesty, efficiency, timeliness, preparedness. I remember our little gathered times so well. It was a bonding experience for us and it helped us to understand one another. Love isn't always something that kind of overwhelms us and causes us to be awesome. It's also something that we have to choose day by day, even when we don't feel like it, because the group that we're in is as important as our individual selves. Values help us in that. They help us to override our feelings. Feelings are important indicators, but dangerous leaders. Having some core values will lead us to be more otherly, even when we don't feel like it. So do let me know how your gatherings are going. I'd love to hear about your family mission statements or whatever you choose to call yours. I'd love to know how they're going. And if you do manage a palette paint, do show me that. I'd be so interested to see what you've come up with. If you've enjoyed this podcast, pop across and have a look at the book. The link's in the show notes. Also, you might be interested to know that Madeline sees parents privately to chat through parenting issues. Contact her on the email address in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me this week. I hope you have a cracking week and I'll see you next week.